Welcome to the Help Club for Moms podcast. Each week we offer biblical encouragement and practical ideas to help you know the love of Jesus Christ more deeply and become the woman, wife, and mother you were created to be. We're so glad you're here. It's going to be a great day. Hello everyone, this is Deb. I wanted to let you know there's no Mothering Monday video this week, but I thought I would do something that I like to call Deb's Little Devos. And it's just something that the Lord has been teaching me. And this week, actually for probably about a month now, I have been learning something that I want to share with you. It's from the book of Joshua. And I've been thinking a lot about the fact that God has different strategies and blueprints and ideas to help us in every single situation that we encounter. And it's not always the same. He doesn't work with us the same way he works with other people. And I love this illustration in Joshua. I've been reading in the book of Joshua probably for about four months, and it has been such a blessing to be in this book and just read all the stories. And the Lord's been teaching me so much, but I'm going to open us up in prayer before I start today's devotion. Lord, thank you so much for today. Thank you, God, for your word and all the things that we can learn at all times from your word, God. It's just amazing. Thank you that your word is alive. It's living and active and sharper than any double-edged sword. And God, it judges the thoughts and attitudes of our heart, Lord, and we can trust it to speak truth to us. Holy Spirit, come into this time. Speak to my dear one who's listening's heart today and let her know that you love her and that you have strategies and blueprints for every situation. Uh, that she's going through. And she doesn't need to look around at what uh, what you're doing with a friend of hers or in other people's situations. She can go directly to you and ask you for ideas. In Jesus' name, come Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. So God has new and unique strategies for every situation that you face. And it's so easy to look around at other people and see how God is working with them in their lives, but it's not good to do that. And the Word of God even says it's not good to compare ourselves with other people. The Bible actually says it's not wise. And that's because God has so much more for us than we could ever imagine. And he wants us to come to him over and over and every day for our daily bread and asking him for wisdom with our life. He doesn't want us to just... Google it and then just take that idea necessarily and run with that for when we have questions. He wants us to come to him and then Google it and see what happens. But honestly, I think uh, sitting with him and reading the Bible is better than any Googling we can do. But there are uh, places to get um, to get ideas. There's a place for that in our lives. And I do that as well. But the majority of my answers and things that I get uh, in my life for when I need wisdom is from the Lord. I mean, it's all from the Lord. He guides me to ask a friend or to ask my husband or to look online about something. But when I ask God for wisdom, He is so faithful to provide it. And it's always different. And there's been times down through, you know, the history of Help Club where I've tried to do things the way other ministries do it. And I just have to really remember that Our help club is not like other people's ministries. It's help club and God has strategies for help club. And I get into trouble when I start, you know, looking around what other people are doing instead of just looking at what God has in front of me at help club and asking him for wisdom. 
And so I'm here to tell you today that God will help you and he has new and unique strategies for you. So I'm going to read a couple of examples. As I was reading the book of Joshua, I was really struck by some similarities, first of all, similarities with him and Moses. And you can read about Moses. And do you guys remember when Moses was in the desert and God appeared to him in a bush? I'm not reading that story today because I'm, I'm focusing on Joshua today, but I just want to give you a little backstory. And God appeared to jo- uh, to Moses and gave him marching orders. And he also said, where you're standing is holy ground. Take your shoes off. And But he gave him marching orders and told him what to do. Well, it's so interesting when you think about Joshua, who was Moses's assistant. And it's so cool to think about Joshua because Moses would go into the tent of meeting and meet with God, but Joshua stayed, after Moses left the tent, Joshua stayed behind because he didn't want to leave the presence of God. And I think that's so cool. I think that God is looking for people who do not want to leave his presence. God is looking for people who will say, God, I want you. I want so much of you. And to be like Moses, and Moses would say things like, God, if your presence doesn't go up with us, I don't want to go because I need your presence. And God is looking for people who will say, Lord, I need your help with my children. I need your wisdom. I need your presence. Come into this day. Help me to be a good mom. Give me the energy and strength I need. Lord, give me uh, wisdom and everything that's happening with my children. God loves it when we come to him like that. And so he is looking for people who will come to him and ask him for things. And I love, I'm going to start reading in Joshua 5 in verse 13. And I'm going to, just like I talked to you about when God appeared to Moses, I'm going to talk to you about when God appeared to Joshua. It's really cool. So Joshua 5, verse 13. Now, when Joshua was near Jericho, because Joshua was going up to Jericho because God had called him to take the city. So in verse 13, it says, Now, when Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. Joshua went up to him and asked, Are you for us or for our enemies? Neither, he replied, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. Then Joshua fell face down to the ground in reverence and asked him, What message does my Lord have for his servant? Here's verse 15. The commander of the Lord's army replied, Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. So it's so cool that God appeared to Moses in the burning bush and told him to appear, to take off his sandals. And then he gave him his marching orders for Egypt. Well, right now, God, the angel of the Lord is God, is appearing to Joshua and said, take off your sandals. And he's going to give him his marching orders. And his marching orders start in chapter six. Now, Jericho was tightly shut up because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with its king and its fighting men. March around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carrying trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, have all the people give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse and all the people will go up, every man straight in. And so then Joshua did what God told him to do. But this is another thing that God also told him over here in Joshua 6, 
God, God had told him to do this, but Joshua 6, 19, and it says, all the silver and gold and the articles of bronze and iron are sacred to the Lord and must go into his treasury. So then Joshua and his army went and they, they did what God said. They marched around six days on the seventh day. They shouted. The walls actually fell out, which is really cool. Instead of falling in, they went in, they, they took every, they, you demolished the whole city except for Rahab and her family and they took her out and then they took they were assigned to take all of the silver and the gold belonged to the Lord to take it and put it in his treasury but someone had stolen uh, and didn't obey what the Lord said so here we go in, in chapter 7 it's called Achan's sin but the Israelites acted unfaithfully in regard to the devoted things Achan, son of Carmi, the son of Zimri, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took some of them. So the Lord's anger burned against Israel. So number one, we can learn from this that God gave them this strategy and God said, okay, you're going to go in, the walls of the city are going to fall down, protect, take out Rahab and her family, don't, don't kill them, take everyone else and kill everyone else in the city, take all of the um, devoted things, all the silver and the gold to the treasury, but someone disobeyed and that was Achan. And it's really interesting to think about this because, you know, when, when one of us in the body of Christ and in our family, I mean, we all hurt when someone is sinning, we all hurt. And, um, anyway, it's just an interesting thing to think about, but I'm going to stick with my topic. So this doesn't go too long today, but anyway, so what happened was because of Achan's sin, So here's chapter seven, verse two. Now Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is near Beth-Avon to the east of Bethel and told them, go up and spy out the region. So the men went up and spied out Ai. When they returned to Joshua, they said, not all the people will have to go up against Ai. Send two or 3,000 men and take it and do not weary all the people for only a few men are there. Now, if you look at that, Because then the next part of it says, so about 3,000 men went up. And if you look at that right there, this is a tip for all of us reading the Bible. It's a tip. Joshua did not consult the Lord about his strategy for fighting the city of Ai. And that's a big no-no. If you look, I love reading the Old Testament. And I listen to the Daily Audio Bible a lot. And when I listen to it, um, when, when he talks about all the different kings and he'll say, this king was good. He did right in the eyes of the Lord. And also usually what followed was he inquired of the Lord. God cares so much that we ask for his wisdom and ask for his help. And if we ask for wisdom and help, he's going to help us. But if we don't, you know, I mean, God's grace is there and he's so good to us. He'll help us a lot of times, but sometimes we fall flat on our faces because we didn't ask. And this is what happened to Joshua. So listen to what happened. And this is uh, verse four, seven, verse four. So about 3000 men went up, but they were routed by the men of Ai who killed about 36 of them. They chased the Israelites from the city gate as far as the stone quarries and struck them down on the slopes. All at this, the hearts of the people melted and became like water. Then Joshua tore his clothes and fell face down to the ground before the ark of the Lord, remaining there till evening. The elders of Israel did the same and sprinkled dust on their heads. And Joshua said, Ah, sovereign Lord, why did you ever bring this people across the Jordan to deliver us into the hands of the Amorites to destroy us? If only we had been content to stay on the other side of the Jordan. O Lord, what can I now say? What can I say now that that Israel has been routed by its enemies? 
the Canaanites and all the other people of the country will hear about this and they will surround us and wipe out our name from the earth. What then will you do for your great name? Verse 10, then the Lord said to Joshua, stand up. What are you doing down on your face? Israel has sinned. They have violated my covenant, which I commanded them to keep. They have taken some of the devoted things they have stolen. They have lied and they have put them with their own possessions. That is why the Israelites cannot stand against their enemies. They turn their backs and run because they have been made liable to destruction. Okay, so they disobeyed God. God had specific instructions. So they took care of that. They found who stole and, you know, that person was no more. And so anyway, um, but this is the part I really wanted to talk to you about. So I think it's number one, very, very, very important to God that we ask for his wisdom, because if we ask for wisdom, we're going to get better results and we're not going to get ourselves into trouble. And number two, I don't think that we should go to God and and ask him for wisdom and expect him to always say, well, just do the same thing. He may have new solutions and new strategies for you that we need to sit and ask him for. If we don't ask him, how are we going to know? And don't look around at your friends. Don't look around on social media at what God's doing with other people. Ask him for your family. What's happening in your finances? Say, Lord, what do we need? How can we get a breakthrough in our finances? And the, what, what you do is you read the Bible, you, wherever you're reading, if you're doing the mother and kids, we, we have scriptures in there. You can read them and you can write down the scripture and you can say, Lord, what are you saying to me in this scripture? And then write down what he says. And then whatever you're struggling with also, because you're going to get answers when you read the Bible, but also take your, your, your request before the Lord and just say, Lord, Thank you for all the money that you do give to us. Help us financially. Help us, Lord. How can we do make changes to where we can have more money left? Lord, give us bargains at the store. Tell me how to shop differently to where things aren't so expensive. Lord, help my husband to, or me to find a better job and find a, a job. Where's a job that we can have that would work better for our family? Maybe he has a work from home job for you or your husband to where you can be home more with the children. You know, God, in, in, in a relationship or in your marriage, God, what are you saying to me about my marriage? What are some strategies that you have for my marriage right now? And sometimes his strategy, like say you're a bonus mom. I did a devotion about this called the ministry of a Christian stepmom. What if you're a bonus mom and you have these new kids and you don't even know how to reach out to them? Or maybe you're having trouble with your own children and God says, just cook for them and hang out in the kitchen when they get home from school. That's a strategy from God. And I know this one woman, she had all these three stepsons. They had just lost their mom a, a couple of years before. And so here she was, their stepmom. And what she did was, is she would cook for them. She'd put stuff in the crock pot and she would sit in the kitchen with them. She would feed them. She would talk to them about their life. How's it going? But she would feed them. And that was God's strategy for her. And that sounds so small, but guys, food reaches the heart of our children. Just being available to those bonus kids, if you're a bonus mom, or to your own children, teenagers, make them cookies when they get home from school. Or if you have to work and, you know, after you're off from work, just sit with them, turn off your phone, sit with your children and, and hear how they're doing. God, another strategy, like for me and my family, my daughter was struggling and she was acting out a lot when she was growing up and getting into trouble. And God's solution and strategy for me was lay in bed with her at night and ask her how her day was. Ask her how she's doing. And so I started laying in bed with her and I, I would say, are you okay? How do you feel about your friends? Or 
do you feel happy or does anything make you sad right now? And she started blossoming and that started a habit. It started in, I think, fifth grade. And then we started until she left uh, for college. And we just started laying in bed tonight at night and talking. And it really connected us and brought our hearts together. And my daughter could empty her cup out at night, empty out the problems of the day, empty out the stresses. And I became her closest confidant. And that's a strategy, you guys. So let me keep reading. So now let's look, let's think about the first strategy God gave Joshua, and it was the one at um, Jericho, march around the city, yell, the walls are going to fall, take out Rahab and a prostitute, take her, keep her safe, take all the, destroy the city, take all of the gold and silver to the Lord's treasury. That was God's command. Now listen to this. Now, chapter eight. Then the Lord said to Joshua, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged. Take the whole army with you and go up and attack I. That's that city, you guys. That's that's the city that he attacked before, okay? For I have delivered into your hands the king of I, his people, his city, and his land. You shall do to I and its king as you did to Jericho and its king, except that you may carry off their plunder and livestock for yourselves. Set an ambush behind the city. So Joshua and the whole army moved out to attack I. He chose 30,000 of his best fighting men and sent them out at night with these orders. Listen carefully. You were to set an ambush behind the city. Don't go very far from it. All of you be on alert. I and all of those with me will advance on the city. And when the men come out against us, as they did before, we will flee from them. They will pursue us until we have lured them away from the city. For they will say, they are running away from us as they did before. So when we flee from them, you are to rise up from ambush and take the city. The Lord your God will give it into your hand. When you have taken the city, set it on fire. Do what the Lord has commanded and see to it that you have my orders. So then what happened was there was a certain amount of men behind the city that were for ambush. And there were a certain amount of men that God said in the front of the city. And so then what Joshua and his soldiers did is they went out at dawn and the king thought that they were going to run away again. So they ran away again. And the, the king and all of the soldiers from AI, from I, sorry, I keep wanting to say AI, from I, the city of I, went in pursuit of Joshua and the army. And while they were pursuing, the ambushers came in and took the city. So let me read it to you. Then Joshua sent them off and they went to the place of ambush and lay in wait between Bethel and I to the west of I. But Joshua spent that night with the people. Early the next morning, Joshua mustered his men, and he and the leaders of Israel marched before them to Ai. The entire force was with them. that was with them marched up and approached the city and arrived in the front of it. They set up camp north of Ai with the valley between them and the city. Joshua had taken about 5,000 men and set them in ambush be- behind between Bethel and Ai to the west of the city. They had the soldiers take up their positions, all those in the camp to the north of the city and the ambush to the west of it. That night, Joshua went into the valley. When the king of Ai saw this, he and all the men of the city hurried out early in the morning to meet Israel in battle at a certain place overlooking the the (laughs) Arabah. But he did not know that an ambush had been set against him behind the city. Joshua and all Israel let themselves be driven back before them, and they fled toward the desert. All the men of Ai were called to pursue them, and they pursued Joshua and were lured away from the city. Not a man remained in Ai or Bethel who did not go after Israel. They left the city open and went in pursuit of Israel. 
Then the Lord said to Joshua, Hold out toward I the javelin that is in your hand, for into your hand I will deliver the city. So Joshua held out his javelin toward I. As soon as he did this, the men in the ambush rose quickly from their position and rushed forward. They entered the city and captured it and quickly set it on fire. The men of Ai looked back and saw the smoke of the city rising against the sky, but they had no chance to escape in any direction, for the Israelites who had been fleeing toward the desert had turned back against their pursuers. For when Joshua and all Israel saw that the ambush had taken the city and that smoke was going up from the city, they turned around and ambushed the men of Ai. So there you go. So he, he, it was a completely different strategy. And this time God told Joshua to take all of the silver and gold and all the precious things that he found and keep it for their, for them. But this was a completely different strategy. And so I guess what I wanted to say today to you guys is take some time this week, sit with God, read the Bible, write out a scripture in your journal, ask the Lord to speak to you, come to the Lord with your requests, be thankful. Thank you, God, that I have a family. Thank you, Lord that you are with me. Thank you that anytime that I ask you for wisdom, you, you your word says you're going to help me. Give me strategies in this area of my life, Lord. I don't know what to do. Ask him to give you heavenly strategies, third heaven, blueprints. Third heaven is where Christ is, right? His Holy Spirit lives inside of you. And it's so amazing to think about all this, but there are strategies and blueprints that God has for you, but you have to go to him and you have to ask. And I'll close with this story. I loved reading. I think it was either the Prayer of Jabez book or um, The Secrets of the Vine. And I remember the story in that book that said that, um, it's so good, you guys. This guy died and went to heaven and someone was taking him around heaven and, and showing him around. And he came to this huge building uh, that was filled with rows and rows and rows and rows of white boxes with red bows white boxes with red bows. And the guy that had died that was in heaven asked to whoever it was, it might've been like St. Peter, you know how Peter's always the one showing everybody around. I think it'll be Jesus, but you know, St. Peter or whatever it was in the story, I can't remember. But the, the point of the story is he said to whoever was showing him around heaven and showing him around this building that had all these white boxes with red bows. And he said, what are the white boxes with red bows? And the heavenly person, whoever that was, said to him, these are all of the things that God had for people that they never asked for. I've never been the same since reading that story. And since then, I have made it a prayer of mine. God, I don't want to miss what you have for me. Lord, what are the white boxes with red bows that you have for me? Where? What do you want me to pray for? What do you want me to ask you for, God? I don't want to leave any request that anything that you have for me, God, I want it. I want every bit of it. So let's pray. So Lord, I pray for my dear friend listening today. Lord, what do you have for her and her family? Give her divine wisdom, blueprints, strategies. I pray that she will have no white boxes with red bows, if that's such a thing when she gets to heaven, that there will be no uh, gifts that you had for her that she didn't receive because she didn't ask. I pray that she would be a big asker. 
and that you would overwhelm her with your blessings and that you would give her new strategies with her children and her husband and her finances and her health and her life and every single thing that you have for her, God, you would give her those strategies and blueprints and wisdom and blessing. Lord, let her know you love her. Speak to her. Holy Spirit, come into the time that she has with you this week. Let her sit down with you. Let her journal. Let her get in your word, God. Speak to her heart when she sits down. Help open her ears. Open the eyes of her heart to where she can understand the things that you're telling her. God, protect her from the enemy. God, I pray that you would open her heart, open the eyes of her heart. Just let her hear you, God. Let her hear you when you speak to her, knowing that you'll never contradict your word, God. You will always speak in ways that will never contradict your word. You will always speak in an encouraging way. You will never condemn her. The voice of God is never condemning. Bless her socks off, help her to feel your presence and to come into a new season of hearing from God, knowing that you are the God of the universe. You are helping her and you are with her in Jesus name. Amen. Have a great week. Share this video with your friends or this podcast with your friends. We are praying for you. We love you. God has divine strategies, blueprints, wisdom, and all the help that you need. Stand in faith this week, knowing that God will help you. I love you. Bye-bye. Hey mama, did you know that Help Club for Moms is a nonprofit ministry made up of a wonderful team of volunteer moms just like you from around the world? The message of the gospel of Jesus Christ is reaching moms in corners of the world that we never could have imagined. Are you one of those moms who has been blessed by our podcasts, our newsletters, our social media posts, our devotional books, our mothering kits, or our version plans? If you have enjoyed our content on any of our platforms, we humbly ask you to consider tithing a small gift to our ministry. Your gift will enable us to spread the love of Jesus Christ to a mama who may be struggling to know where she belongs on this journey called life. You can visit our website, helpclubformoms.com, and click on the donate tab for more information on how you can be part of the amazing journey of reaching the hearts of mamas everywhere and sending the gospel to the ends of the earth. We love you and we thank God for you. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.